Hello, and welcome to the Original Remake Podcast, where we discuss and compare an original film and its remake. Hello, and welcome to the Original Remake Podcast, where we discuss and compare an original film and its remake. Ultimately, we seek answers to three questions. Does the remake do justice to the original? And if you just watch the remake, do you get a good sense of why the original was successful or not successful and thus remade? But most of all, which movie to watch, the original or the remake? Welcome back to another episode of uh, Original Remake, and I am your uh, host, Insint Peter. Insing? Insig? Peter? I, I don't know the, the the ranks here, but joining me on this would be uh, Captain Seth. How are you doing, Seth? I'm good. How are you doing? And thanks for the promotion. Yes, I I don't know uh, the, the the ranks in their universe very well, but I figured I'd give you something higher than than me for sure, uh, <laughs> since you know I, th- this is definitely not my uh, forte. This Star Trek uh, fandom here mm-hmm. or franchise, I guess. And I just wanted to address something for the listeners of Original Remake. Uh, uh, despite what Dwight said on the previous episode, I, I am not being replaced. And you know what? I don't know. Maybe, maybe it is better if I got replaced by Dwight. He's actually a pretty cool guy. So, uh, but he, he made a, a bit of a joke, you know, since I was on the previous episode that he was the, the new permanent, uh, go-host or something like that. I thought nice. that was pretty funny. So little shot at me when I'm not there. I got, I got, uh, <laughs> I got whitewashed on my own podcast, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this, uh, review, we are doing the, uh, Star Trek to the Wrath of Khan and also Star Trek into darkness. And the purpose of this review is actually because of the upcoming or at, at least the time of this recording, the upcoming Doctor Strange with, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. So that's why we're going to do this here and, not like the uh, previous reviews on this podcast, we're just going to kind of focus really on Khan himself uh, as a character, uh, both portrayed by Benedict and also Ricardo Montalban. Is that is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So a, a little brief summary here for Wrath of Khan. With the assistance of the Enterprise crew, Admiral Kirk must stop an old nemesis, uh, Khan... I'm just going to call him Khan, from using the life-generating Genesis device as the ultimate weapon. Uh, Seth, can you tell me uh, about Star Trek Into Darkness? Yeah, so it, it has a bit of a tone shift because it kind of has themes of terrorism in there because there is kind of a terrorist attack on Starfleet, and it turns out it's perpetrated by Khan, who has been kind of brought out of his cryogenic freeze in order to help create advanced weaponry for Starfleet, and that's that's one of kind of other the uh, the other tone shifts that you have there is you have kind of the militarization of Starfleet, and that's one of the major themes of the movie. Um, but then Kirk and Spock and McCoy have to try and defeat Khan again. That's a uh, very thorough. <laughs> that's a uh, pr- pretty good there. Uh, definitely a lot more than uh, I had to say. I I mentioned uh, Ricardo Montalban being in this one. Um, I don't know if I really need to get into the, the cast, really, because uh, I, I feel a lot of people kind of already know the original cast. You know, you got your William Shatner, uh, you know, Leonard Nimoy, DeForest Kelly. Obviously, for the the newer generation, wouldn't be uh, familiar with these people. Right. Um, but the 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 new version, you got um, John Cho, um, Alice Eve. 
Simon Pegg, Chris Pine, Zachary Quinto, and Zoe Saldana. Well, I guess Carl Urban. Yeah. And, um, and RIP Anton, Anton Yelchin. Yeah. Uh, is also in here. Uh, and Robocop, Peter Weller. Right. Yeah. As, as kind of the big bad of Starfleet. Yeah. So. He, he really was. And, and that was a bit of a, a twist as, as well on here. I just, I'm looking at the name right now, so I, I think I'm just going to ask. But what do you think about the character Alice Eve? Um, what is it? Uh, Marcus here. Well, I, I forget her first name. Carol Marcus. Already. Yes. What do you think about her character and 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 her purpose? I guess. Yeah. I, I mean, I can't I can't sign off on the way that she was used in the movie. You know, you had to have somebody there to kind of reveal uh, the the hidden plot that was going on. But then, you know, to strip her down to her underwear, it just seemed like a really <laughs> bad way to serve the character. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So so I don't object to the character being there. And one, one thing I like in remakes, you know, I like nods back to the original. And so bringing Carol Marcus in uh, was a good idea. Mm-hmm. But the way they used her, I, I just object to. Sure, sure. I, I I agree with that too. Uh, in in this uh, particular movie, and it's funny too because uh, the the little bit of research that I did do, like w- one of the images of her character was her in her bra and underwear. Right. I'm like, oh, oh, okay, well. And I, I think the caption was something like, oh, that's why she was in this movie. Exactly. And yeah. Yes, rightfully so. That that's the only reason. Um, unfortunately, because I I can't say that I know Alice Eve really in um much anything else that where she wasn't used because of her sexuality i guess like she's just yeah. very um you know easy on the eyes a very pretty woman sure. um not to take anything from her acting but that's that's what i've seen her in is is because of her looks really yeah uh, unfortunately uh now the the character of khan i guess i didn't really uh know this too much but i didn't know well i guess i kind of knew he was genetically enhanced mm-hmm. um but I'm trying to think. I, I think I watched uh, Wrath of Khan when the first, what was it, 2009 Star Trek came out. So you wanted to, t- off mic, you wanted to talk a little bit about our fandom and basically yeah. our history with Star Trek. Yeah, I was I was kind of wondering, since you were, you were born like 10 years after me, so what is your relationship with the original series or, or with any Star Trek? So with any Star Trek, I'm trying to think what was the first anything I've ever seen and I can't say that I've seen very much Star Trek at all. Okay. Now, I I am the uh, part of that, you know, lower percentage of people that actually welcome remakes. Sure. And even before podcasting, you know, when I was um a teenager, I, I was always fascinated with a movie being remade mm-hmm. and always seeking out the original to to draw comparisons and just see how things were done. I never had the opinion like this didn't need to be remade. Like I just I was always watching things to, I just wanted to see what the newer director, you know, to put their spin on it. You yeah. know, I wanted to see what they can do creatively. And it, sometimes they're, they're not very creative, you know, like, um, I, I want to draw a comparison to, or I want to reference Psycho, for example. Sure. Shot for shot remake, right? Shot for shot remake. Gus Van Zandt did nothing except for add a little, add a little scene here during the, the little peephole watch. You know, mm. that's, that's really it. But, I thought it was still interesting nonetheless. You know, um, sure. my co-host, Michael Dennison, he has mentioned before that he actually likes the remake and he looks at it as if uh, it was a play, you know. Mm. Um, so I, I thought that was an interesting take on that. So 
I I feel that the 2009 reboot is actually kind of made me a little bit more fascinated with the franchise. I didn't watch any of the TV shows, not The Next Generation, wow. not uh, uh, Deep Deep Six Nine, right? Deep Deep, Deep Space, Space Nine. Nine. Yeah. Deep Space Nine. I apologize uh, for those <laughs> that uh, will jump on me on that, but um, I have always been familiar with those shows. You yeah. know, I've always known Captain Picard. I got the rank right, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> so I, I've always known him. Um, I mean, obviously, because I knew Patrick Stewart. But Deep Space Nine, I, I channel surfed and had come, you know, stumbled upon, you know, uh, scenes from that particular version of the of the show there. Enterprise, I never got into, despite being a huge fan of Scott Bakula because of Quantum Leap. Mm. It just wasn't my thing, you yeah. know? And I appreciate a good sci-fi. I just don't know why a, a, a sci-fi TV show just wasn't my thing. I, I've seen Galaxy Quest, you know, mm-hmm. I, I really like that. But I'm really trying to think, why did I just not give Star Trek a chance? I feel like maybe I never really had that friend that is a Star Trek fan that got me into it. Mm. Because my you know nobody in my family ever watched it. So I think that's what it was. It just, it wasn't something that I just was able to get into my own. Yeah. You know, it is widely known that I am a huge Back to the Future fan. Well, those movies were purchased for me, you know, by right. by my dad. So I, I had something to go to. So if this was a movie that somebody had, had bought, like in our household or or uh, watched one of those uh, series, you mm-hmm. know, I, I think I could have had gotten into it because Star Wars – I'm I'm a fan. I can't say I'm a huge fan because I, I don't want to claim that as one of my things because I there's there's still a lot of things I don't understand or know about the franchise. But I do w- love watching the movies. And yeah. though we owned the original trilogy, see, so so there was a a gateway to that. This one, watching the the Star Trek movie, I was just like, hey, this this is pretty cool. I, I like these characters. Let me see what. Um, well, let me compare it to the original movie, the motion picture. So I didn't uh-huh. even go into the TV, the TV series. I just went straight to the movie. Okay. And you know, I thought, I thought it was a little, I, I hate to say this, but I thought it was a little boring for me. Now, are you talking about Wrath of Khan or the motion picture? The motion picture. Oh yeah. Everybody thinks that's boring. Yeah. So people, um, I, I, I asked a, a friend or I knew, I knew somebody who who did like the um uh l- love Star Trek and he goes mom you should have just started with Wrath of Khan yeah and I go well that that is one that I've heard uh, often so I did watch that and I can't say I thoroughly enjoyed it but I did like it okay you know so I was like okay well this is definitely better this this is definitely a step up from the uh, the motion picture sure yeah so for me um I grew up my dad was a science fiction fan and actually you'll 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 get a kick out of this um when we watched back to the future a ton when I was a kid um you know I saw it in the theater and then we we like rented a VCR to rent the tape of it um mm-hmm. when it came out and my dad actually mentioned that he grew up watching science fiction theater which is George McFly's favorite show yes so so I thought you'd you'd get a kick out of that but yeah so yeah. you know Star Trek and Buck Rogers were on when I was a kid in syndication and and so those were things that we watched every night you know we did like during the summer we'd be outside playing and we'd come in at 5 p.m. so we could watch those and so growing up with the original series like that the idea that any of the main cast could die was completely foreign to me and mm. I, I remember I was young enough um, when 
watching Star Trek that there's there's usually like a fair amount of peril that happened during every episode. And my older sisters told me at some point, hey, you see that insignia, that thing, that thing on their chest? That means that they, they can't die. <laughs> oh, okay. I guess I didn't notice that the guys in the red shirts had those too. But uh, but it comforted me, you know. So, but then to go see Wrath of Khan, I don't think I saw it in the theater. I think I saw it on on tape for the first time. I was only like nine when it came out. Um, but the idea that Spock would die was was just it was insane. You'd you'd never think that kind of thing would actually happen. And so it was it was crushing too because you know you growing up with these characters, you just came to love Spock and Kirk and McCoy. So it was just gutting when he died. Yeah, I guess uh, I forgot to uh, mention that Wrath of Khan was directed by uh, Nicholas Meyer, who, from accounts, you know, was not a like a fan of Star Trek. And right. he came in, and I, I guess there was a, a lot of di- different scripts which he took uh, bits and pieces of and just kind of changed everything that people knew uh, about the franchise. Yeah, well— yeah, because Rod- Roddenberry wanted to present it as as a utopia, you know, no conflict, and and that just doesn't really work in movies. Mm-hmm. And so, like in the in the motion picture, you don't have so much of a conflict. You know, it's a thing about technology come to life. Um, but in Wrath of Khan, you know, you have real conflict. And I mean, you're aware that it it pulls in a character from earlier in the the series, right? Yes. And it, so the the episode that they're pulling from is space seed and that's where they encounter Khan. and they they at the end they end up leaving him on a planet with his people um to kind of form a new life for themselves and that's the central part of the conflict here because you find out in the wrath of Khan that um that like the neighboring planet exploded and wiped out the environment on on seti alpha 5 that's that's where they left them and so that's why Khan is you know he's got some wrath yeah yeah i and I I've heard people discuss how um th- there's that one part where where he, he says the, the the line to to check off I forget the line I never forget a face yes and check off hasn't been hadn't been on the show yet right right but to people who don't remember it well enough you know they they remember check off as being on the show all the time yes yeah yes so um I thought that was a very neat uh. Fun fact there. Right. Well, so I I was talking to my son a while back, and he's he's 15. And um, we were watching, I think, the 2009 Trek. And and I made him watch Wrath of Khan. And he's like, oh, this one's kind of boring, you know. And I said, you just got to think of the Wrath of Khan as like a submarine movie where the, the remake movies are more like Top Gun. Mm. So just the tone is completely different. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, different generation, too. So... Oh gosh, into darkness. It's definitely something. Um, yeah, and and the reason, like most would say, well, it's, it's not a remake. Well, I mean, you have Khan, which is the big thing, but yeah. there's a scene that is like a remake. You know, it's 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 ripped out from Wrath of Khan. Yeah, and I know, like when the movie was coming out, people are, um, you know, the studios were saying, no, 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 it's it's you know, they're just using the same character. Well, at first, they weren't even admitting that Cumberbatch was even going to be playing Khan. Right. You know, that that wasn't even a character. And so basically, you know, you have some similarities, but for the most part, it's really just that one one big scene, you know, that everybody knows yeah. uh, that they did. So I'm assuming you saw Into Darkness in the theater. I did. Did you see it coming? It was I don't remember exactly where it was in the film, but you could kind of see that they were going that way because they started mm-hmm. off the film 
making some references back to the Wrath of Khan. You had you had Spock, who, when he's in the volcano, say the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the one. And yes. You know, that's a direct reference back to Khan. I don't object to that. And there was also in the in the 2009 movie, there was the whole Kobayashi Maru scene. And mm-hmm. that was a reference back to it. But it was something that we hadn't seen. So so I liked it. But as you went on in Into Darkness, you started getting more and more references back to that other film. And um, I, I guess by the time they said that the like there was no alignment or something in the reactor core or something, I thought, OK, well, somebody's going to be going in there and dying. So the problem is like when Spot goes in there in the Wrath of Khan, there's a lot of weight on that because you, you, you know, he's not coming back from this mm. where in Into Darkness, I, I guess at the moment there was some weight to it, but then the fact that they resurrect him almost immediately just kind of takes any, any emotional heft away from that scene. Yeah, I, no, I I agree with you. Like you mentioned it. I mean, they re- resurrect uh, Kirk almost immediately, and so that that uh, scene was almost for naught. You know, just yeah. only to do it. Um, it was cheap. Yeah, you know that you as a a viewer, you know, you you feel a little insulted, right? Yeah. Well, we hadn't had time to connect with those characters to the point to the extent that we connected with Kirk Spock and McCoy in the original series. You know, so there's. It's really heavy when a character that you love is sacrificing himself. But when it's somebody that you've seen in one other film, there's just there's no way that you can have that kind of emotional weight to it. So they they hadn't earned that moment. That's that's kind of the main thing. They didn't earn it. Right. The the betrayal of Khan. Obviously, they're they're both a, a little bit different. Where uh, I feel Cumberbatch exhibits his uh, his strength a lot more in Into Darkness. Sure. I feel. Do you, do you have a what is your preference in in uh, betrayal? You know, I, I have a hard time, you know, I have so much nostalgia tied up in the Wrath of Khan. It's really hard for me to, to rule in anybody else's favor. But I will say I really enjoy Cumberbatch's performance. I'm not sure why he needed to be Khan. He could have just been any super soldier. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did love in, in Into Darkness the physicality of, of Cumberbatch and his stunt crew, I'm sure. Um, but you know, they showed him being superhuman when he takes down that entire platoon of Klingons. You know, that was awesome. Yeah. And the uh, ooh, and the scene it still makes me cringe just thinking about it. Actually, where he crushes, you know, Admiral Marcus's skull. I mean, which yeah, that was nasty. You know, they they imply yeah, they cut away. Yeah, they 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 do, and I'm glad they do. Yeah, uh, it, yeah, it's, it's kind of cringy, but you know, you, you don't get anything quite like that in, in the rather Khan. So no, you don't. Well, so the the other major difference to me is Khan in Into Darkness is a lot more of a sympathetic character. Other than when he's popping people's heads, but with the way they introduce him, it's and this is kind of one one of the things about the this as a remake. It's more of a remake of Space Seed than it is of the Wrath of Khan because this is our first introduction between Kirk and Khan. They didn't have any oh, prior history, and so so really any wrath that is there is against Admiral Marcus, not against Kirk. Right, and so. The original Khan, you know, you had him basically try to take over the Enterprise on Space Seed, and then he gets marooned on another planet. Well, you know, you don't feel all that bad for that person. You find out that, that uh, you know, his wife died and most of his people died because of the environmental shift that happened on the planet where they left them and that Kirk didn't ever go back and check on them. You know, that does make you, make you feel kind of bad for him, but you still know he's the bad guy, where in Into Darkness you have much more bad things were done to him. 
you know, the fact that, that Marcus took away all the other frozen people, all, all of his crew, all of his family, and where Khan says, you know, I had to assume that they had all been killed. Everyone that I knew had been killed. And so you totally, you, you know, he's got a point. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Um, one of the scenes that I really like with Cumberbatch as Khan is like, you know, he's on the screen and he's talking to uh, to Spock and they basically have the battle of the wits there. Oh, yeah. I, I think that's, you know, probably one of my uh, yeah most favorite scenes as Cumberbatch as Khan. We have no transporter capabilities. Fortunately, mine are perfectly functional. Drop your shields. If I do so, I have no guarantee that you will not destroy the Enterprise. Well, let's play this out logically then, Mr. Spock. Firstly, I will kill your captain to demonstrate my resolve. Then, if yours holds, I will have no choice but to kill you and your entire crew. If you destroy our ship, you will also destroy your own people. Your crew requires oxygen to survive. Mine does not. I will target your life support systems located behind the aft nacelle. And after every single person aboard your ship suffocates, I will walk over your cold corpses to recover my people. Now, shall we begin? Lower shields. But I, I do have to agree, and I feel like a lot of people agree with this as well. But you, you said it that he could have just been anybody. Yeah. That that he did not need to be con at all. Yeah, I think no. You know, I was I was prepared to to come on here, and I I hadn't seen Into Darkness since I saw it in the theater. I think I think I'd watched part of it when it came to Netflix, but I didn't finish. And I remembered it not being as enjoyable as it actually is. Um, it's a good movie. It's, it's, it's entertaining to watch, but I just feel like the things that hold it back from being a really, really excellent movie are having Khan in there and having all those references back to the original. And since I love The Wrath of Khan so much, every one of those references that makes me think about The Wrath of Khan makes me think of a superior film. And, yeah. and that's a problem. You, you just, you can't do that. Your references have to be oblique enough that a super fan will catch them, but they don't distract from the film, the story that you're trying to tell. So like the the worst thing in the movie is is when Spock does the con. Right. So terrible. And I, I feel bad for Zachary Quinto having to do that because I, I can't imagine that he thought it was good. And and not only that, the way it's shot as well, they they cut it off. You know, they they cut off his, his con into and then you see the um is it the Enterprise or uh the Dauntless, the, isn't it? The, okay. The, yeah, but it's just you, you don't even get he doesn't really have his moment. It gets cut short to another shot. Yeah, I'm not totally sure I agree with you, Peter. Just just because in the original one, there's a cutaway. Um, as soon as he says it, then it echoes and it shows it gets kind of further away every time it echoes. The Interdarkness doesn't do that. Though. No, it doesn't. But but yeah. the, the cutaway, I think, was in kind of in keeping with that, or at least that was the intent. But but I agree with yeah. you. It kind of also doesn't really work. Yeah. Um. So... Okay, you mentioned super fan. Where are you? Are you a super fan? No, I wouldn't call myself a super fan. I mean, I, so I grew up with the original series. I was in high school when the next generation came out. So, you know, that was like appointment television for us. We were always watching Star Trek when it when it was on. But you know, I went to college, and that's when like Deep Space Nine came out, and I didn't watch it. Um, Voyager came out. I think I watched literally. I watched the premiere episode and the final episode, and didn't watch any other ones. Um, and then I never watched Enterprise. So I'm not just a completely rabid fan. And actually, I've been going back and watching uh, Deep Space Nine now and, and really enjoying it. But 
um, you know, it's like, not like I ever went to a convention or anything. Um, but, uh, but it was a beloved series to me. The original series and the next generation were important series to me. So like, like you, I mean, I'm open to remakes. I don't, I don't mind at all. If you're going to remake a film, if you can do something fresh with it. Yeah. I'm, I'm there right with you. The, with, with Into Darkness, I felt, I mean, clearly, uh, for the most part, it is a different movie. Yeah. Um, and I'm in that group where, obviously, I'm not a, you know, a, that big enough fan that those references, they don't bother me, but I do appreciate them. Sure. And so, yeah, you know, walking out of Into Darkness, I did like it. For this review, I enjoyed it. I was like, hey, you know, it, it really wasn't as bad. Kind of like what you said. Yeah, where you kind of remembered not enjoying it as much, and I think this uh, this movie is still watchable, and it's really difficult to. Uh, I, I can see where it would be difficult to uh, enjoy it when uh, all you think is, uh, you know, thinking back to Wrath of Khan. Yeah, you know, with, with the references. Yeah, but for me, this time, kind of knowing what it was going into it, really made it so I'm like, you know what, this is this is a fun movie. Um, and I was prepared for, for everything that, that it had in it. And, you know, I mean, the Michael Giacchino score is just outstanding in the, in the reboot films. And, and I, I really like all of them. Um, but, but this one, yeah, it, it's, it's a, it's beautifully shot. It's well acted. I think there's some good character moments. Um, you know, that moment when Kirk is on the bridge and he realizes that Marcus is going to destroy the Enterprise and he turns around and just says, I'm sorry. Um, you know, after pleading for for his crew's life, and then finds out that nope, it's not going to happen. You know, Chris Pine he does, he does a great job, and and like like we've been talking about, Benedict Cumberbatch is a really really good villain. And that that Very moment, menacing. like when he's when he's talking, I think this is the one you were talking about when he's like, "and we'll walk over your cold corpses." <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, that it's a very good villain monologue there. Absolutely, yeah. I, I can't wait to see him uh, as as Doctor Strange. You know, I know very little about the character, but uh, yeah, I, I like him in just about everything uh, he does, you yeah. know. So I guess uh, we'll kind of, um, you know, g- get towards the end here. And I don't know if I feel the majority this would be easy to choose. Which one would you um, uh, recommend, you know, the original or the remake? But I, I want to hear your thoughts on that first. Uh, sure. First off, is it easy or was it difficult to decide? No, it's not difficult to decide. It's easy. Um, for for me, the original just still has a special place in my heart, The Wrath of Khan. I watched it this week. I still loved it. Still got choked up when um, when Kirk comes down and Spock is behind the glass and he can't get to him. Um, and like George Costanza said on Seinfeld, it was a hell of a thing when Spock died. Um, I You know, I enjoy the reboot films. Uh, I enjoy Into Darkness. I like I like the reboot films better than any of the TNG films. So, mm-hmm. but it's not close. It's it's Wrath of Khan all the way. Yeah. See, f- for me, it's it's a little bit more difficult. But the reasons are kind of, I don't know, if petty is the right word. I mean, there's just they're not great reasons. Sure. I mean, clearly, the Wrath of Khan is I feel is the better movie. Mm-hmm. And you said it earlier. Into Darkness was fun, and it is fun. I feel you know the the new generation they can get more behind into darkness just because that's you know this is uh kind of what they're used to you know the quick shots yep. the fun the Lens the um woman in underwear you yeah, know yeah. things like that but uh the wrath of Khan, you know this this is where you get um more 
it's more emotional. You know, yeah. the, the the ending is more powerful, and because it's Kirk in 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 the movie, it's. I feel the the new generation they're a little bit more privy to um, you know, writing you know of TV shows and movies where if you kill off the main character such as Kirk, like he's gonna come back, yeah, right, like he he cannot die per like with with um throughout the con though you know I didn't become a fan of it you know around the time it came out you know I I again I only just watched it like uh like probably in two thousand nine you know is probably mm-hmm. when the, I first saw it so. But even I understood, you know, the weight it had with Spock dying because and, and I guess I knew that he eventually comes back and things like that. But it just it just plays different yeah. with it being Spock in the Wrath of Khan. And, you know, the the whole thing with Kirk, you know, having what was it? I think he took the, the, the Kobe. Uh, what was the name of the test? Kobe Ashimaru. Yes, it, he he took that was it three times mm-hmm. or something, and and so he he cheated right in in order to pass. So he's never really faced death, and that's the theme, right? Yeah. And so you don't get that really in Into Darkness. So that's where no, and and in the reboot series in general, right? Because the whole right. inciting incident for Kirk being the guy he is is because his father sacrificed himself to save him when he the day he was born, and so he totally has faced death. So it's completely different, um, just tonally and and just in every way. Um, the other thing is that the Wrath of Khan is also about the crew aging, and yes. and Kirk feeling old because he's accepted a promotion and he's no longer in the captain's chair. And you know that's the kind of subtext to a movie that you you can't get in the second film in a franchise that's brand new. Right. You know when it was adapted from the series, yes, you could do that, but. With Into Darkness, you just you don't have anything like that, and that's that's why that whole build up to somebody sacrificing themselves just doesn't have the weight that that it does in The Wrath of Khan. Yeah, and that's why I feel it's kind of difficult um, for me to decide what to recommend because, like for me, I would choose The Wrath of Khan, but who you know it, it, who am I recommending Into Darkness to? Right. Like, if I had to choose my sixteen year old son. I'm probably going to recommend to him Into Darkness because I feel that would be more up his alley. Yeah. You know, if I want to sit down and enjoy a very good film, it would definitely be The Wrath of Khan. So that's where it's a little bit more difficult for me. But push come to shove, Peter, what would you recommend? Definitely The Wrath of Khan. So, yeah. Um, yeah the, the Wrath of Khan, though, is not one that you can sit down in front of uh, with your phone in front of you and, and watch the movie. You know, it's one that you got you got to focus on because it's a little slower. You have you kind of have to pay more attention. Where into darkness, you know, you might be, have your phone in front of you, but everything's happening so fast that you're never looking down to your phone. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. See, and with this generation, <laughs> yeah, they always have their phone all the time. They? Yeah, all the time. So one of the uh, things that we have been doing um, uh, as of late, which I don't think you and I. Maybe we did, but did we do like our own fantasy recasting? No, I don't think so. Okay, so that is something uh, kind of newer uh, that that we did. But uh, let's just take maybe our key characters here, maybe some of the uh, um, the the main crew, and then also Khan. But um, let's do some some recast of our own. You want to start with Khan, since that's kind of our main focus for this review. Yeah. Now who? First off, do you think it should be uh, more of a known actor or maybe somebody a little lesser known? 
I don't know. I mean, Ricardo Montalban was was quite well known in the eighties because um, Fantasy okay. Island and stuff like that. Right. That that I grew up with. I, I believe he was still filming that as well during during the Rather Khan, I am if I'm not sure. mistaken. Yeah. I, I I don't know. I've never seen the show, so yeah. <laughs> but I I, I, thought, I thought I mean maybe he was in a way. You know, I want to look at the name Khan Noonien Singh, and I want to see like an Indian actor. Yeah. And and um, yeah. So I'm trying to think who the guy from Life of Pi. I can't remember his name, but I think he could do an excellent job. Uh, he was in Jurassic World as well. He was kind of the oh yes, kind of I like him. Yeah. I really like him. You know what? I watched uh, uh, Jurassic World and I couldn't figure out where the heck I knew his face from. Yeah, yeah, you're you're right. Um, I don't think this is the same guy, but uh, do you remember? Ah, oh, gosh, what what is the name of it? Um, gosh, the the Danny. What's, what's I can't even remember the director's name either. Uh, the the English actor who did like a hundred uh, no the English director who did 127 hours. Danny, Danny Boyle. Boyle. Yeah. Yes. Uh, what was his movie? Uh, Slumdog Millionaire. There we go. Yeah. Good lord, I'm terrible at this. <laughs> <laughs> Slumdog Millionaire. The the the, um, the actor who played the um, the show host because he's like a pretty big actor as well yeah. uh, as as I understood it. He'd be. A pretty decent. Uh, well, I don't know how menacing he'd be, but I, I liked him. Yeah, he had some you know. threat to him in that movie. Yeah, especially like the scene where he, and I don't even remember the lead actor character's name, but where the, the bathroom scene. Yeah, you know that, where he's telling that, him which, that was, which answer to give. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but I, I like the one that that you said the the actor who was in uh, Jurassic World. Yeah, I, I think I think that that'd be a really good cast. I, I think you're right. We we should try try something different and actually go with the. Uh, and you need an actor just, you know, based on that name there. Yeah, there's already too much whitewashing. So, you know, when, just a when you have a character from who's supposed to be from India, let's let's get somebody from India in there. Right. Like, uh, you know, I, I think, well, not a lot of people watched uh, Gods of Egypt, but. You know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord. Okay. Uh, let's, okay, let's go to the crew. How about a recast of, of uh, Kirk? You know, I really like the reboot cast, and so I have a hard time picturing somebody else and it's so fresh too you know what's that it's still pretty fresh it really is yeah yeah, so it is really hard um you know and just thinking about this like spock is like way too perfect you know like zachary quinto how do you go how do you go with anybody else oh yeah no he is great this this isn't working out (laughs) (laughs) well i I think that's just a problem peter of of having a film and a cast that's that's too fresh it's it's hard yeah Hard to figure out uh, what other way you'd go. Maybe, maybe that's just it. I, I, I think uh, what we've kind of talked about already is is it. We just uh, you know just kind of recast Khan with the Indian uh, actor. I like that a lot. Yeah, I like that a lot. Um, I'm trying to think if any, if there's anybody else that I I didn't really not that I I think the the new cast I, I think they're all great. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think there's any any problems there. You know, I love Simon Pegg, Zoe Zaldana. Seldana. Um, maybe we just leave that. Yeah. You know, so just, sad just, about Anton Yelchin, though, man. It really is. Such a good uh, actor. I haven't seen the new, the new one. Oh, you um, haven't? I, I really like that one. Um, yeah? You know, okay. The, the other big problem with Into Darkness, of course, is that um, a lot of superfans had a problem with them rebooting the whole continuity, right? And saying, this is a brand new universe. But I really liked the idea of that so that they could just go, okay, let, now let's tell completely original stories so that mm-hmm. there's stories that have stakes. And then when they went with Into Darkness and they brought in 
characters from the original series, I thought this is just completely the wrong thing to do where with beyond you actually now have an original story being told. Yeah. Okay. So I'll definitely check that out then uh, with, um, with your recommendation there. Yeah. I just, you know, I didn't hear too much about it actually when it came out and I think that's why I hadn't seen it yet. Yeah. I think it, I think it's underrated. I, I think it, it didn't do as well as it probably should have. And you know, what's funny is like just thinking about it now that, uh, the, the poster for, uh, or one of the versions of the poster for Into Darkness kind of looks like Doctor Strange, uh, one of the posters for Doctor Strange. Because hmm. I, I guess uh, somebody made a comment of how they really like, um, you know, that faraway shot of uh, Cumberbatch's back. Oh, right. You know, that yeah, yeah. they do that for a lot of different posters of his. Yeah, posters have gotten pretty lazy and generic. Yeah, they kind of have. Yeah. You know, um, and, and what's funny is like doing... Uh, original remake, you know, and when we post new episodes, we we like to use the the posters, and some and often I will find like the the remake having a very similar poster to the original. Like yep. you couldn't do anything different. <laughs> well, yeah, and if also then if you look at all the remakes, all of those posters probably look really really similar. They just they don't. I don't think the marketing department spends all that much time on like original artwork anymore. Where like if you no. look back at the Wrath of Khan poster, it's like a hand drawn poster. So, right, like the uh, the old Star Wars yeah. or Raiders of the Lost Ark, Back to the Future, even. Yeah. Um, I you know I apologize, but I don't remember the artist's name. But you know, people like him. We we need more people like him to to you know create all these uh, different artworks. Yeah. So definitely miss that. Yeah, there is uh, one of the variant posters for Into Darkness. Kind of has the Enterprise coming down into the Earth's atmosphere with a big trail of smoke behind it and that's a great poster um, okay but but the other one is just much more generic it's got the floating heads over the top you know with with oh, Kirk right. and spock and uhura I'm, I'm done with floating heads yeah totally you know we need more of like scenic you know type pictures or something like something from a scene from the movie I'd, yeah yeah but i i do i do like that because you know uh, i i can see someone who's like a huge fan you know like uh to put it into terms that I would know, like it's it's like you take the DeLorean, you yeah. know, and and then throw like a big explosion, you know, behind it or something. Right. Like, whoa, what's going on? Like somebody would see the Enterprise and be like, oh my god, what are they doing? You know, yeah, like yeah, I could see why someone would like that poster. It is it is hard to beat the Back to the Future poster. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty daggone iconic. Have you seen some of the um, variant posters for for that? Yeah. And I can't even see how they could have gone with uh, anything else, especially for like uh, Back to the Future 2 and 3. I, I've seen some of the alternate posters that they even considered. Mm -hmm. Like, no, just add another character like you, like, you know, uh, how they eventually did it anyway. I don't even know why there were any other variations, yeah. to be honest with you. Yeah, even even then, there, you know, there's there's some lack of creativity when all you're doing is adding a character. Yeah, I could I could see why you say that, but they're just so. I mean, but I mean, let's be honest. I mean, uh, Back to the Future two and three are just they're the same stories. <laughs> yeah, that is true as well. Yeah. So, so, so that makes sense actually. Yeah. You know, you, you recreate the poster, you recreate the stories in you know in different ways. Yep. Well, we've we've done the contractually obligated talking about Back to the Future, Peter. Yeah, I I found a way to uh, <laughs> to slide that in there. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, Seth, do you have any uh, last uh, thoughts uh, or anything else about these movies? Uh, you know, both are good movies, and and Into Darkness is is a perfectly enjoyable kind of of this era film. It's slick, it's pretty, it's well acted, it's exciting. Um, but I would encourage if there's if there's people out there who have not seen The Wrath of Khan, you know, I say go get that movie, put it on, put your phone away, and watch it. And 
it's it's slow, yeah, but it's so much deeper than than Into Darkness. I like them both, but Wrath of Khan just iconic. Yeah, in in my household, um, we don't have too many like family movie nights, but there's definitely a, a, a no phone rule. Yeah, you know, uh, because then you're not enjoying it and you're not spending family time. Mm-hmm. You know. You're spending time with your Facebook family, so yeah. so definitely, yeah, no phone rule in my household. Um, yeah, so I, I want to thank you again for for coming on the show. Uh, it being your second episode, sure. Uh, wh- why don't you uh, give your plugs to your shows or where listeners could find you and uh, and your content? Okay, sounds good. So my podcast is called Take Me to Your Reader, and we talk about science fiction books that are adapted into films. We just did an episode on I Am Legend for Halloween. Um, so that's the Richard Matheson book, and there's three films adapted from it, uh, the latest being the Will Smith one. Um, you can find us online at pavementpodcast.com or find us anyplace on the social media with that username as well, Pavement Podcast. And I'm sure Peter will put a link in the show notes or something. Always do. Yep. And uh, for me, I also host uh, Hydrate Level 4 at Following Films here. And uh, that show, we we kind of look at movies that I grew up watching and I try to get some, um, you know, younger reviewers and podcasters to kind of give a different generational take. That's not always the case, but we still do movies that I grew up with nonetheless. Uh, Seth, you've been on there. We did uh, flight of the navigator. Uh, it was a great episode and, um, not too long ago, you know, it had uh, its 30th anniversary. So mm-hmm. check that out. Uh, for my co-host who was not present for this review, Michael Denniston, you can find his show, War Machine vs. War Horse, also at Following Films, where he takes a, a new release movie and reviews it with two uh, older movies that have a similar theme, uh, but a different look or something of that nature. It's a, it, it, it was a, like on some YouTube channel, I guess, as like a, one of the bizarre podcasts or something. Yeah, I, th- so, I think I was the one who tweeted him about that. Yeah, it was on the Mental Floss List show. So, so it's um, it has some kind of uh, notoriety. Th- that's a great word. Thank you. Yes. So it's got that. Check him out. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, just find, just go to followingfilms.com dot com and uh, for any of our content. You know, there's other great shows on there. Pop culture case study, true romance film podcast. Uh, you can find Michael at uh, at War Machine Horse on Twitter and at uh, at HLF Podcast for me. So um, thanks again, Seth, for joining. No problem. And until the next episode, uh, we'll see you later.